Hello guys and welcome back to the With A Minute To Go podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video if you do enjoy it and smash that notification bell so you don't miss a thing. You can also find us on Spotify by typing in With A Minute To Go or by clicking the link via our social medias on Instagram and Twitter at WAMTGpod. So before we get into today's episode, I think it's worth quickly addressing what happened uh, with last week's episode. Basically we recorded about probably 80% of it, 40 minutes worth. Um, and then our internet just gave up pretty much. Um, it kept cutting out and uh, we just couldn't finish the episode. So something that we seem to reiterate quite often is that we're very much both quality over quantity and, and if it's not quite right, we won't release it. It's as simple as that. Um, we obviously try to minimize those weeks. Uh, a few weeks back, obviously Matt had a trip to Hereford and we couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, overall, if we can sort of minimize that, then that's, that's for the best. Um, but yeah, back today in a, a slightly different setting, as you can see. If you're watching on YouTube, um, as we as we promised, we're all together today, ready to discuss the Carabao Cup, taking an in-depth look at Spurs and Man City. Um, as ever, we're joined by Matt. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good. Yep, good. Um, and our guest today, a Spurs fan, who I'm sure will have a lot to say about both Marino being sacked and obviously the Carabao Cup final. Tom, nice to have you back. Yeah, great to be back on. Lots to talk about today. Yes, definitely. Um, so last time, I didn't really give you an opportunity to explain what your pod is about. So so far away. Yeah, so um, I run a pod with my, with my friend Chris, so I'm the host, and it's called FPL Apprentices, so it's, we talk all things FPL over there, only up on Spotify at the moment, we've had you on a few times, and we mainly just go through how our game weeks have gone on FPL, talk about the hot topics, and just um, we have a good prediction game going as well, and yeah, we just talk about all things FPL and then touch on football stuff related things, and yeah, just get a good discussion going. Yeah, definitely, um, like you said, I've been on a few times, I really enjoy it, obviously we did an episode on Tuesday where we discussed the European Super League. That doesn't have too much relevance now, obviously, but um, you know it was great to to hear about you, you, you and Chris's obviously views about it. Both were all very passionate on it, to be honest. Um, and it was obviously a very concerning time for us. But then that was dealt with about 30 minutes after we finished yeah. recording, isn't it? So all good in the end. Um, we'll get straight into it. We'll talk about the Carabao Cup and we'll talk about Spurs to start with. Now, Tom, obviously. The timing of, of this sacking for Marino is, is slightly odd with the, the final looming on Sunday. There's a, a numerous amount of theories about why he could have been sacked. Um, something I heard, um, there was a, a leaked um, WhatsApp conversation where Jamie Radham actually <laughs> said that um, it cost Tottenham less money to sack Marino while they're outside the top four, I think it was. Um, so, you know, short term slightly odd, but what I wanted to ask was, do you think long term the sacking of Marino is a, a sensible move for Tottenham? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think the time it was done, I was surprised because of the final at the weekend. But I think the results weren't coming in, and especially with fans coming back as well. He plays boring style. If you're not winning when you're playing boring, like no one wants to watch that. We're not picking up enough results. But yeah, long term definitely good. But short term, I don't know. Not, we have to see after Sunday. But I wasn't, I wasn't too happy to see that he'd gone before the Carabao Cup. Yeah, I mean, obviously for me and Matt, both Arsenal fans. I've got to be honest with you, I was slightly disappointed to, to read the news that he was gone. You, you seem to be on a downward spiral since that Champions League final in, in 2019. So yeah, a bit of a strange one, but you know, long term it, it probably will be for the for the better. Yeah. Regarding the interim job, there's been a bit of talk around why why Ledley King actually didn't get the job. Obviously he's been a role involved, sorry, with the first team um, in and around that with, with Mourinho. Um, the under-18s coach Ryan Mason was, was favoured instead. Um, does that say maybe the club were, were slightly frustrated with, with Jose's negative style of play? And, and obviously Ryan Mason was at Tottenham during those Mauricio Pochettino years, a slightly more attacking style of play. Do you think that that um, 
on Sunday he'll take that into into the final against City? I'm not sure because I think Ledley King played and has been played at Spurs when they played in a you know a better style of football. You know, um, so I'm not sure. It was a little bit of a surprise for me. I'll be honest. I thought he was the just the obvious candidate for the for the immediate future. And you know, with a game coming up, I think he he was the Tottenham captain when they last won a trophy. I'd imagine 2008. Yep. Yeah, Sounds I'm not sure right, he may yeah. or may not have played in that game, but he would have been the club captain at the time. Um, you know, I think when you go from within, you're looking at, you know, which what they have in, in Ryan Mason is someone who is, is a Spurs man, you know, who'd come through at Spurs and and obviously played in, played in the first team under Pochettino. Um, I was a little bit surprised. I think he is still on the coaching team, Lady King. It, it, it may be that he didn't want the job. Mm. You know, sometimes yeah. that, that is the case. I've thought, I've thought about it many times with Arsenal. Do you want a, a club legend as such taking on the job? Okay, we we got Mikel Arteta, but for me, I don't class him as a club legend. But um, you know, sometimes that is can tarnish a reputation. But I think Lely King's ambitious, and I think you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he said no. But I think surely that's his ambition to be mm. to be manager or a, a manager of some description. Um, you know, and, and ultimately probably at Spurs. So um, a little bit surprised, but you know, what a great opportunity for for such a young man to um, who's had. You know, some terrible luck in his in his career yeah. and horrendous injury. Um, you know, but got back on. Obviously, got back in at Spurs. I think he 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 um, obviously come back when Pochettino was still manager, and and you know has has seen him working day in day out, not just as a player, but probably on the other side a little bit as well. So, um, you know, what a great opportunity for him. I watched the game last night. Um, don't maybe come on to it. I thought they looked marginally better. Um, you know, I'm not surprised certain players are coming back in the fold and probably see that game on, sun, um, yep. on Sunday. So, you know, I think a bit surprised, like Tom, in terms of the timing of the sacking, but also not surprised because I'll be honest, I, I never thought he was a Spurs mm. manager, Mourinho. No. Um, I thought, you know, he was the most high profile candidate they could have got at the time, but he probably wasn't the right candidate. And, and here we are, you know, what is it? Is it 18 months is there? Mm. Yep. later on? Yep. And I think we're just, everyone's been proved right. Yeah. Um, so, so looking ahead to Sunday, um, now he had a Mourinho had a, a very successful time of it in November at White Hart Lane, beating Man City two 0 in a, a fairly defensive um, performance. Um, you know, he, he caught Man City on the counter attack. I, I seem to remember they pretty much dominated that game. Do you think it will be a fairly similar um, occasion this Sunday? I, I don't think they will defend. I don't think Spurs can defend like that because I don't think defensively they're good enough. I think if they sit back. Man City will pick them off. I think they're better going forward, and, and Tom will know more that than any of that you know us do that they are better going forward with the personnel they got. Okay, there's a couple of question marks injury wise, but they are they're better. They're probably better going and having a go at Man City. Mm. Um, you know, I watched the City game last night. Um, you know, Villa had a go at them a bit, especially early on. Um, obviously, Stones are sent off, so he's out the final now, and that will make make a difference. Maybe they've still got quality personnel to come in, but. Mm. Um, I think they've got to go and have a go at Man City. Okay, does that leave them slightly open? Yes, it does. And, and you know, you, Man City don't need you to leave leave open to to cut you up. And yep. Yep. Um, but that's probably the best way to go. If you sit back, I think Man City will still pick you off, and, and the chance of you scoring is is obviously a lot less. Yeah. Tom, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep. We can't we can't sit back and defend. And I think we, like Matt was saying, the quality in our attacks are really good, and our defence is just it's just awful. And I, even under Mourinho, who who favours defensive um, performances, he still can get it sorted. So yeah, I think we got to attack the game, even if 
even if the likes of Kane are out, we've still got quality like Son, Bale to start the game. Yeah, now for me it would be an interesting one. Um, I honestly couldn't, couldn't really call it at the moment, um, but for me, I think... I do genuinely think Tottenham had a better chance of winning it with Mourinho in charge, just due to the fact that if he does sort them out and get it right on the day, there's, for me, not much Guardiola can do about it. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see um, what Ryan Mason does. Um, now, another thing I wanted to move on to was, I don't think happy is the right word, because of course they'll be happy you know, if they do win a trophy, but off the back of such a, a strong tar- start to the season, obviously they were top of the league in the back end of November. Would, would winning a Carabao Cup be satisfactory for Spurs fans? Um, or, or did that boat really sell when they went out 3-0 to Zagreb and, and gave up the chance at a, a major European honour, I think it's fair to say, um, with the Europa League and, and an easier route back into the Champions League rather than achieving fourth in the Premier League? I think I think definitely we want to get Champions League. I think if we win win the Carabao Cup, obviously it's, it's a small positive, but if we're not there in the European football for next season, I think it's still a bad season. Obviously, the embarrassment of, of Zagreb, um, that was a horrible day. Um, but yeah, this this Carabao Cup will bring... Obviously, it's a, it's a trophy that we haven't won in a while. Um, but So it'll be good good to win it, definitely. But would I say it's, it's a good season? I don't think so, if we don't get Champions League. And obviously, if we don't get European Europa League, then it'll be awful. But, you know, I think... I think it's a, obviously it's a positive to a bad season. But if we don't end up getting European football, then obviously it's been a terrible season. Yeah, I mean, for me, a trophy is a trophy at the end of the day. And like you said, you haven't won a trophy for a while since 2008. Um, so obviously looking at that start of the season, it was it was very good. And, and to be honest, we were pretty worried looking at the top of the league. Um, but um, you went and spursed it up again, thank God. Um, Matt, um, what I was going to ask was, who do you think could come in and, and, and take Tottenham forward long term? I'm, I was maybe thinking, it's a, it's a difficult question that I know. I was I was looking at someone maybe a, a younger model as we discussed on, on FPL Apprentices last last week. Um, maybe someone like an Eddie Howe or, or would you would they be looking towards the European leagues and maybe like a, a Pochettino coming back in or someone like that? My, I think Eddie Howe is probably too big a job for Eddie Howe I'd say. Um, he hasn't managed in Europe, hasn't managed really outside of Bournemouth. Um, you know, he had that spell at Burnley, and yeah, that was yeah, terrible, yeah. And, and went back to Bournemouth. So, yeah. but look, I, I mean, I think Eddie Howe's been linked with the Celtic job, and that'd be quite interesting if he did take that job. Again, a massive job, but um, it's a difficult one. I think the, you can look at two ways. The appointment of, of Ryan Mason suggests, and, and to the end of the season, suggests that maybe they're looking at someone who is currently a manager somewhere else. Um, you know, I think Brendan Rodgers has been talked about, mm. um, Nagelsmann at, at Leipzig. But he looks like he's probably going to go to Bayern Munich. Um, obviously, uh, I think they've announced in the last few days that um, Hansi Flick's going to move on. Yes, yeah. He looks like he could possibly get the Germany national Germany. team yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. Again, all possibilities. I think um, as a German manager, Nagelsmann, you know, and, and very highly thought of, he's not going to turn down Bayern Munich, is he, if no, that's who they no, want. No, no, no. Um, but I think probably that he's probably would be the best candidate yeah. for Spurs yeah. um, Brendan Rodgers would be unbelievable for them so so, um, so what about if I threw at you yeah. someone that I've had a quick think about someone yeah. that maybe could do with a bit of Premier League experience mm. um, Steven Gerrard <sighs> yeah potentially I think it, it would be a big job for him mm. I think it would be a massive yeah. job for him um, that's where Brendan Rodgers I think is another one that fits fits the bill experience yes yeah. um, you know, doing really well at Leicester with a really strong squad. Now, if Leicester are Champions League and Spurs are Europa League or not Europa League, um, does he want to go? 
Hmm. Possibly, you know, I, I, I've been told by someone that basically he was pretend, he was up for the job before Mourinho, right. Um, right. or sorry, before he went to Leicester, but he'd also already decided he wanted he was going to go to Leicester. Um, so whether they go back in for him, they're obviously inter- were interested in before. Now, it, it is a difficult one. You know, a lot of people would sit here and say Brendan Rodgers would be daft to turn down Spurs. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think a lot will um, depend on, on how the season finishes, especially for Leicester um, at the minute. Prime position to, to be in the Champions League yes. next year and, and really have a go um, with the right investment, which actually we know Leicester probably have got finances to do that. So it be an interesting one. Um, I think a, y- a younger manager um, will probably be what they're looking for, but if the right one's not out there, I think you know. So, um, I think in Italy, I think Sari's linked with Spurs. Yes, I've seen that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't know how Spurs fans feel about that, mm. but um, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about that one, but but it'd be interesting. You'd like to think the fact that they've made this decision uh, that there's people in mind. You know, there's certainly people in mind, and there's probably been contact with with a couple of uh, or two or three managers. You know, these things don't just happen where they're sacked. Their talks would have happened. You know, so um, interesting. I say I'm not sure about Eddie Howe, but but say Brendan Rodgers, I think, would be the yeah. one that a lot of Spurs fans would yeah. want. I mean, for me, the appointment of obviously Mourinho back in, I think it was November 2019, was a real statement of intent um, to show that actually they are serious about winning trophies. Mm. Um, so someone like a Brendan Rodgers, who, who obviously he didn't quite do it at Liverpool, but he was close. He went away, um, applied his trade at Celtic, and has come back with Leicester and has been very impressive. Would you be happy with Rodgers? Yeah, definitely. I really like him as a manager, and obviously we've seen what he's done at Leicester. He's competing against the best, in, obviously, in the world, in the Premier League, and he's getting he's getting in the top four. Obviously, they bought it last year, just about, <laughs> which um, which was a shame for them, but definitely I'd be very happy with him at Spurs. But can I see it? Will he leave Leicester? I don't know. Obviously, if they get Champions League, like Matt was saying, and Spurs don't, would you really want to come to Spurs then? Maybe big, bigger club, but I don't know. I would like to see it, but I don't. I don't think it happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't like to see it. Got to be honest. Um, he's he's very impre- he's very much impressed me this mm. year. Celtic, sorry, Leicester have had a lot of injuries. Um, Madison, Barnes, Vardy, um, you know, pretty notable ones. Obviously, Inacio's come in and really filled that spot. So yeah, Brendan Rodgers, um, Eddie Howe, Nagelsmann, all good shouts um, for that for that job. Obviously, Harry Kane didn't play last night against Southampton. I'm not sure what his situation is ahead of Sunday, but if he can't play due to the injury, would you start Carlos Vinicius up top and go with that out-and-out striking option? Or would you move someone like a Deli Alley, who obviously Ryan Mason played a lot with, they're probably mates, um, and move him into that false nine, false nine position um, with someone like a Lucas Moura as well, maybe to fill that gap? and drop into those attacking midfield areas and, and would that false nine sort of help the counter-attacking football idea if he does go with that? I think I was thinking about this with Vinicius playing I think I think he's had well not spells really because he hasn't played loads but when he's played he's looked alright I think he's he, he takes his he takes his chances alright I mean he's not the best would I want him leading us into a, a cup final? Not particularly I think Deli Ali I, I would have liked to see him play yesterday to be honest um I was hoping because obviously Ryan Mason I think there's more chance for players like Deli Ali, Harry Winks people like that for him to, for the, him to get a chance he hasn't played in so long I don't think I don't think he'll start I think someone like Amora up front a Bale up front with with a son um, them like switching up a bit like City do with their strike when they don't play with a strike like you're saying the false false nine switching it up a bit because if we can count, um, use the pace um, it means our players won't be able to get marked players like Son can explode but if, 
if Kane doesn't play, I can't see much hope. <laughs> yeah, Matt, what do you reckon? You, you agreeing with that, or or can you see? I know we've we've talked about it off camera. Um, Tottenham do seem to pluck it out of nowhere and bring players back from injury, so Harry Kane could be there. Yeah, he'll play, won't he? Yeah, I think I think he will play. Yeah. Um, and even well, I mean, if he's not 100% fit, he'll still play. Yeah. Uh, could it be the detriment longer term? And and we look at the Euros coming up in the summer, possibly. Yeah. But I think it's a game he doesn't want to miss. Yeah. You know, I think. Um, you know, if you listen to his supposed comments in the last couple of weeks, and or actually his comments over the last few years, and I think people keep drag- dragging up the, an interview where he said that you know he likes to he like to have won X amount of trophies by this time, and if not, <laughs> then he's going to have to reevaluate. Which is you know for a player of that ability, you can't argue with that. Mm. He will not want to miss an opportunity to win a trophy. No. And if this is going to be his final season at Spurs, which is very much up in the air at the minute, and I think the manager will have a massive say on how they go. You know, um, and I generally believe that Mourinho could. It, part of the second is the fact that they need to try and keep Harry Kane around. As much as he's come out on social media and thanked the boss and blah, 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 you know, I think you know Harry Kane's either watching on while he's been injured or, or playing in a team that are very defensive, um, and he's looking at it with a lot of good attacking options. And he's thinking, well, actually, hang on a minute, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that was probably a part of it. But I think I think he personally will play. If he doesn't play, I would probably see. A, a, a Mora down the middle in, mm. in a three yes. with Son, yep. Son and Bale um, you know Bergwijn doesn't seem to be fancied recently I come off the bench yesterday I think um, yeah that's probably where they go but again I wouldn't be surprised you know Ryan Mason has got the job at the minute and I think you know he'll probably play down the long term and, and having it as a permanent thing but if you've got that opportunity surely now if he can yeah. win a cup tomorrow and get Spurs in the top four which is uh, which is still possible yeah. cup mm. on Sunday yeah, sorry definitely why can't he have the permanent job? Hundred yeah. percent. We, we've seen it with with managers like Ole before. He's coming mm-hmm. to Man United, obviously mm-hmm. um, part time, um, taking over from Mourinho again. Another one that, that came in after Mourinho, and he did fantastically well. So and he and he stayed on. So it's, it, I suppose it is an option. I think I, also that it's it's a bit of love for the players. You know, yeah. I think um, Paul Pogba's interview about Mourinho <laughs> yeah, you know, comes out, and then a few days yeah, later he gets yeah. sacked. Yeah. You know, I think. You know, we always talk about Mourinho throwing his players under the bus, and I think actually, as Ryan Mason come in and, and put his arm around a few players, not just those that have been sort of pushed to the side, talked about Winks and Ali and and even Danny Rose. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, those sort of players have forgotten <laughs> about. Actually, Rose probably one that probably doesn't get close to the team because actually, left back, you know, pretty solid at the minute. But you know, it's putting his arm around the players and and giving them a little bit more encouragement. Where I think Mourinho, you know, like he does at many clubs, it got to a stage where. It's not working anymore, and and you're going to be the scapegoat, not me. Yeah. Um, so you know that could work in his favour massively. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It, it will be interesting to see how how Mason goes on Sunday if he does throw that the likes of Deli Ali back in there. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I can see that happening, but you just don't know with the new manager coming in, and, and maybe they could have a a bit of a bounce going into Sunday. And we saw that example last night at home to Southampton. Move on then to to Man City, um, and now Matt, I'm going to start with the goalkeeping position because Zach Steffen, he's played all of the rounds leading up to the final on Sunday. Uh, a pretty poor performance, I think it's fair to say, on Saturday against Chelsea in the semi-final of the FA Cup. Um, some indecisive goalkeeping. Would you bring back Edison in for this final? If I was Man City manager, yes, I would. But I'm not sure if Pep will. You know, not. I'm not saying he's stubborn, but you know, that's his team. That's who he's going to play. Um, it does have a massive difference on the t- on the team as a whole. I think mm. um, any side, when you change the goalie um, and you're playing with with a normal back four, it it has a massive effect and and the confidence they have uh, the, the back four have in the goalkeeper and knowing when he's going to come out and sweep and and do 
you know, and, and work as a back five. But even more so when it's Edison and the way that Man City play and, and getting on the ball and the quality. And, you know, watching that Chelsea game uh, last Saturday against Man City, yes, not only was the goal, he was, a, he was a little bit too aggressive and wanted to come and, and give, obviously, an, an open goal for mm. Zaych, but, but actually just on the ball, you know, no one's as good as Edison in the league. So, you know, we're, we're not expecting him to be, but obviously you can see a difference there um, in the way they want to play. So I think for such a big game for myself, yes, um, yeah. I would have, I would bring Edison in. I'd probably say it's 50-50 who's, who will play, um, probably more 50-50. You wouldn't be surprised if Stefan stayed in. You know, I think, you know, as, as Arsenal fans, for years, the cup goalkeeper, um, I know Spurs don't really do it as much. Lloris plays generally nine times out of ten, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know Joe Hart's obviously played in sort of lesser rounds, but you know we've had it Arsenal for years where where even getting to cup finals, um, the cup keeper has still played mm. in the cup finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's that little bit of loyalty, um, which I understand massively. Um, and being in an environment that I'm in and working with a number two goalkeeper as well, it is a tough. Um, it's a tough gig because you're not playing, you're doing all the prep, and then you get to the. It's like doing the revision for an exam and yeah. never sitting the exam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, look, that's that, that's where I think I say it could go either way. I think Man City are obviously better off with Edison. Yep. But we, we shall see. Well, we're getting a bit of wind at the moment. Interesting, interesting conditions. Um, I think it's, it's full credit to Manchester City's uh, squad depth that Stefan's been able to play. And, and to be honest, he's been pretty good from what I've seen, apart from the last couple of weeks and obviously that mistake against Chelsea. Um, the other thing was Pep made eight changes on Wednesday night mm. against, against Villa um, after putting out a, a, a weaker team against Chelsea I think it's fair to say could you see him going with a, a pretty identical lineup on Sunday to the one he put out on Wednesday yeah I think yeah. so I think especially after what happened at Chelsea them losing I think it's, it's the final he's surely got to play his best team and I think yesterday looking at that lineup, apart from De Bruyne who's obviously injured I think that was mostly their best team yeah. um, and that's, I, think he, I think he's got to go with that obviously some players can't play injury suspension yeah, I think he's got to go with that. Yeah, definitely. And obviously yesterday, John Stones was sent off for City. Um, Laporte can come in and do a job, but for me, Stones and Diaz, you know, that partnership has been so crucial for them this year. Just how costly will that be? Yeah, it's interesting because I saw, saw he got sent off and I was like, yes, he's missing the, the final. I was talking to a few other people I'm friends with, uh, Spurs fans. And I was like, it's a good thing because obviously they're partnership. But there's always, I always feel like there is still a mistake in Stones. Obviously, we saw of England... Um, when they first kicked off the ball rolled under his foot or something I do think that, that there is always a mistake in him and Laporte's come in a bit more, bit more experience probably um, experience a bit more obviously played a lot more last year I think it's good the partnership's gone but it's sort of like a 50-50 is it good or bad because there is a mistake in stones I still think I think overall you've got to say the partnership's ruined so that should be a benefit for Spurs Yeah, Matt you agree with that or, or, or? Uh, yeah I, I think so um, you're right in what you said with um with John Stones and, and he has got a mistake in him and you know even if the Villa goal last night he's gone with his wrong foot trying to clear mm -hmm. it yes. you know, gone yeah, with his yeah. weaker left foot rather than stronger right and you, you question yourself the interesting bit will be Laporte is left footed and he'll come and play want to play on the left side whereas I think Stones normally plays on the right yep. so um, that will be a little bit of an adjustment but again if you've got a sixty million pound centre half sitting on the bench that can just come in and, yeah. and that, that, I don't think there's any problems yeah. there 100%. Um, you know, I think when Man City was struggling last year defensively, Laporte was sort of the consistent one. Yeah. Um, you know, not not bad. I, think, I mean, it shows the, how well John Stones has done to get back in ahead of Laporte and, and be the regular and, and and going into a game on Sunday be, you know, obviously disappointed that, that he's not playing. But I think you know, 
strength for Man City. Yeah. You know, eight changes 100%. the other night can come in and bring in a player like that. Well, wow. yeah, it comes down to that squad depth. We say it all the time, but it is ridiculous. And and to be honest, um, we've had, you know, it's been a it's been in the news this week. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding the owners of the big clubs, but Man City yeah. are one of the clubs that have actually really benefited from it. The investment they've put in serious money, and and that's why you know that really reflects in in the success they've had. Um, now. You know, finals are often considered games that don't really require any form. You know, the one-off games, any team can win. But Man City do have such an excellent record in this competition. You know, they've won it the last four of the five, four of the last five years. Sorry, does that give them a, an obvious advantage over Tottenham, who obviously haven't won anything since 2008? Yeah, I think definitely. And like you said, most of the players in that team are experienced winners. Um, see, they most of them have uh, won the league in that team. They've won obviously the Carabao Cup as well. And it does give you experience. I mean, you look at Spurs, obviously, Champions League final we got to a couple of years back, but a lot less experience. That Spurs team, not not as good at, obviously, holding on to leads, not as good as playing it out. And we see City will just know how to, or more experience, and obviously Pep's experience with finals as well, and he'll know how to set, set up City. Yeah, like we've said, man-to-man, um, -man, Tottenham can do them on, on a day. We've seen that in November, the 2-0 win. Do you think that extra experience in cup finals will help City? And better players, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, but yeah. that's we can joke about it. But you know, on paper, yeah. the better side. Yes, yeah. there is some Spurs players that will get into the Manchester City team, Keynes and and possibly Son. Not many more, but that's that's where I think. And you know, Man City are, are clear at the top. You know, they're only three wins to win the league, but it's pretty much done. It's I think done. Yeah, fair yeah, play to Man United for actually making it some sort yeah. of yeah. some sort of contest. It's not really a contest, but have actually made them really work for it at the end and, and obviously still need to win I think three out of five to guarantee it possibly yeah. so but yeah look Man City are you know far, far better side we'll get on to what we think lineup wise but mm. there'll be some very good players and yes. not in the predicted lineup yeah, and that definitely. just shows that you know we keep banging on about the strength in depth at eight out eight in um, you know Phil Foden last night was absolutely magnificent you know and scary and actually he could be one that he will, I think he will play, but if he didn't play um, on Sunday, you know that'd be because there's other quality players that are going to play in his place. So, um, yeah, that they're top of the league. You know, like you said, they're they're forming the Carabao Cup. It's is unbelievable, and that is probably because they maybe take it most serious out of everyone, mm. but also because they've got the mo the best squad depth. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, a little bit of both there, but but again, uh, you know, I fully expect them to put out the strongest team they can. 100%. And, uh, it'd, be a, it'd be a good game. Now, final thing I wanted to say was Kevin De Bruyne could be out of, of the game on Sunday. And now I did a bit of research, and, and as of February 2021, this is just, just the Premier League, Man City have had a, a win percentage of 69.05% with De Bruyne. Um, without De Bruyne, they've had a win percentage of 63.8%. And now my point really is I don't feel as if you know him playing or not playing has much impact either way on City. You know, you've got your players like we've, we've mentioned. Um, Mahrez, Bernardo Silva, Gundogan, Sterling, um, Foden, Bernardo Silva, just said him already. Uh, Ferran Torres, um, do you think um, City will have less or, or more of a chance without him? I think, you look at City, it's, it's, you compare the City and Tottenham. Kane's out, Tottenham are in big trouble. De Bruyne's out, well, I mean, he's, he's, one, he's one of the best players in the world, but they cope fine. Gundogan stepped up, you saw in the Prem, like you mentioned all the other players, I think they'll do just as well about him. Obviously, He's a miss because he likes City's world class, but they've got the players to step up and do it, and I think they'll they'll be fine without him. Um, but yeah, I think they'll cope fine without him. Yep, Matt. 
Well, I think every Spurs fan would rather he didn't play than he played, yeah, and that's yeah, probably yeah, it, doesn't yeah, it? Really, yeah. you know, he is. You know, Tom's right. He's up there. If, you know, one of, if not the best, best midfielder certainly in the world. Um, it's interesting because they've been playing him in. You know, over the season, playing him in a number of positions away at Chelsea. They won three 0 I think he played yep. as a false nine. Yeah, ridiculous um, that day. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, but also, obviously, more central midfield, getting on the ball and and dictating the play and and really breaking the line. So. Look, they, they they will miss him, of course, but it it will probably more alter um, what they do with the front three rather than than in midfield because we've talked about Rodri and mm. Gundogan will just sit in there, no problem. Foden comes in and you know the quality he has. So um, you know Spurs fans will be happy if he doesn't play. Man City yeah. fans will be disappointed if if he doesn't play. Yeah. Um, so that just shows you yeah. sort of the, the quality of him. Yeah, exactly. Well. We've talked about um, the players that, that might or might not play. Um, we're going to our predicted lineups for the game. Now, uh, Matt, I've got you to do Man City. Tom, I've got you to do Spurs. So, Tom, I'll, I'll let you go first with your lineup. Yeah, I think when, when you asked to do this, it was a bit harder. Obviously, now Mourinho's left, new managers come in. So, I based it a bit off yesterday's lineup, who I think could come in. So, Lloris in goal, obviously. Yeah. And I think I think the back four will be Aurier, Dyer, Alderweireld, and Regulon. Just because they played yesterday, they won. Obviously, they didn't keep a clean sheet, but Sanchez won't play. Um, Roden can't play, so I think it will be Dyer there, back there, um, Toby. And then I've got Hoiberg. Obviously, he'll play. And then I've put him Winks over in Dombele. Now, I'm, I'm not. Sh- okay. Now again, I'm not sure on him, but I was very impressed when he came on. Obviously, English as well. Ryan Mason's English. I know it's a bit of a, uh, a weird. No, you got a point. You got a point. There's a yep. thing there, and then. So those two in there, I think also Winks is a bit more better defensively than in Dombele. And it, we're playing City, so I'd prefer Winks to probably start, or maybe it's Sissoko, but I don't know again if Ryan Mason likes him. And then the attack, got Lo Celso in there, Son, Kane, because like Matt was saying, I think Kane starts. Mm. And then the final position, I've put Mora. I have a feeling Bell might start, but I've gone with Mora because he'll do more running around and he works harder than Bell. And against a team like City, I'd, you'd want a player like Mora playing trucks back, and it, he's a bit bit faster than Bell. So, yeah, that's my team. I'll run run it through it without any pauses. Larice, Aurier, Dyer, Alderweireld, Regulon, Hoiberg, Winks, Lasalso, Son, Mora, Kane. Yeah. Now I want to I want to touch more on Harry Winks. Now for me, playing Man City, um, you need to control that midfield area. I, I think you you could go actually with someone like a uh, uh, Ndombele. Um, I'm not sure if Suzuko's fit or not, mm, but oh yeah. he's another option as well. So, Harry Winks, I'm not quite sure about that, mate. I've got to be honest with you. Matt, what, what do you think? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he played, because I think on the ball, it keep the ball. I think when you play Man City, you know you're probably going to have less possession, mm. but when you do get the ball, you've got to make something happen. Yeah. You know, and, and keep the ball, give yourself a chance to have a breather if you're defending for a yes. while. Yeah, you yeah. know, So maybe that's a, a, a little one to have a look at there. With him and, and the quality he has on the ball, because he has no doubt good quality on the ball. So um, again, I wouldn't be surprised. As, like Tom said, I think Ryan Mason maybe switch it up a little bit, bring some um, different players in. And, he, and again, he is a Spurs man, and maybe yeah. that's what they need yeah, a little yeah. bit around yeah. around the team. Yeah. Um, I, I think Gareth Bale will probably start as well. I think Chris Coleman's commentary last night. <laughs> I yeah, oh, I'm yeah. Sure, I think he's carrying him on his back oh, as well. So it, yeah. Um, Finally, he got man the match. He's probably saving yeah. from a few seconds before. To be yeah. Fair, but so, um, but yeah, I, th- I think Bale will probably be. Yeah. Yep. No. Fair enough. Other than that, Tom, I've got to be honest. I can see a very, very similar lineup to that. Um, 
Obviously hoping Harry Kane doesn't play, but we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. Matt, who have you gone with for your Man City lineup? Yeah, um, so I've gone with Edison. Mm. Yep. Um, again, like I said, a bit 50-50. I, w- I would play Edison. I'm, I'm not sure if Guardiola will. Back four, Walker at right back and Zinchenko at left back, I think. Pretty obvious. They're yeah. the best two for me. You know, uh, Mendy played against Chelsea, I think. He was poor. Yeah. Poor. Very poor. Um, Cancelo probably a little bit unlucky, but I think Walker's, you know, solid. Um, Centre half picked themselves, Diaz and Laporte. Yep. Um, I think Rodri and Gundogan will sit in midfield. Now the question is, is De Bruyne fit? Um, if we say no, mm. then it's going to be a little bit interesting. I th- I'd imagine Foden will come into sort of yes, that sort yep. of number ten role. Um, Sterling will start. Didn't start last night. Um, and then it's whether he plays. Uh, Jesus as a central striker or whether he goes without the central striker mm. I'd imagine he probably will play Jesus and it'll be either Mares or Silva I'm not sure yeah. I'd probably say maybe Mares will probably over yeah, Silva yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but what a good uh, problem to have <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know crazy problem but yeah. again look if De Bruyne comes in it changes everything I think yeah. if De Bruyne plays um, Foden will play from one side uh you know, we might see De Bruyne in a false nine position, and they and they just don't play Jesus. I think that'll be the interesting one, mm. probably. Whether the if he is fit, it doesn't look like he's going to be fit. No. I think, no. um, but it, that will obviously depend. I think whether whether Jesus plays or not. Uh, for me, did, did Sterling play last night? I'm not sure if he did or not. No, I don't no. Think that's an interesting one because from what I've seen of him this year, he hasn't been great. To be honest with you, he's been very inconsistent. Um, so if he does start, or, or if he doesn't. Or, you know, I'm not quite sure what to think about that, to be honest. But you know, overall, like you said, strength and depth is is really Man City's strength. Um, so yeah, for me, they could play a hell of a lot of players. They could probably get away with 15 or 16 and, and throw them into the starting eleven, and you probably wouldn't see too much difference throughout the team there. Right. Um, so Matt, just just quickly before we move on, um, you famously said in our last podcast, and I quote. The best thing for me is confident Spurs fans. <laughs> when Spurs are confident, it goes wrong. And now, obviously, two days later, Arsenal went and beat them um, 2-1 in the North London derby. Another example of this ringing true would be the result of the year. Dinamo Zagreb beating Tottenham um, from behind 3-0. Um, when they thought they'd breeze that tie, I think it's fair to say. However, this weekend, um, first final in 13 years. Tom, you're not confident. Um, I don't think any Spurs fan is confident. Does that make you worried? Is any team confident playing Man City? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> nah. I, I, if Arsenal were playing them this weekend, yeah. I would not be confident. Yeah, yeah. I think if Real Madrid were playing them this weekend, I don't think Real Madrid would have been com- necessarily confident. No, no. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs turned them over. Yep. I'm being genuine about that. I think Man City will win because actually, I think you'd be stupid to, to go against them. I think mm, the, yeah. the quality they have. Um, all right, they've had a, a lip, couple of slip ups, Leeds home game and, and Chelsea last week. If they play like they did against Chelsea, they'd be in trouble. Yeah. Um, but I still don't think Spurs necessarily have the the quality of Chelsea, especially defensively. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think if Man City are, are on their day and and, and putting a performance like they have many times this year, then I think they will, will not have a problem. I think again, it's a final. You talked about it. Forms out the window. Spurs have got uh, if they get Harry Kane's fit, they they've got a chance, <laughs> haven't they? Yeah, definitely. Right, we'll finish then with score predictions. Uh, Tom, I'll let you go first. Uh, I'm gonna. I would say City win it, but I'm going to back Spurs like I did on on my quad. Two one Spurs. Yep. Goal scorers. Kane and I give Son the second one. Okay. Matt. Um, three 0 City. Oh, <laughs> love that. Love that. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, 
I'm going to say 2-0 to City. I think maybe an early goal, Tottenham will, will push, and then maybe a, a later one. Um, we'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Um, obviously, we'll both be in the in the blue corner, so I would say best of luck for that, but <laughs> I, I can't on this occasion. We'll move on then to the scout. Um, obviously, last week's episode didn't really, well, it didn't come out, did it? So we can't discuss the week before that. Um, but I'll, I'll go first in my player from, from last week, um, and it was Joe Willock. The man from Arsenal popping up with a, another huge goal um, for Newcastle. It's great for him to get some minutes and, and boost his confidence, really. Um, and, and he's really repaying Steve Bruce's faith in him. So it's, it's nice to see that. And, and maybe there's there's calls for him to, to get back in that Arsenal squad for next year. Um, Tom, who's your player? So, I've, the player I wanted to go with, Matt Stoll. Uh, well, he didn't know I wanted him, obviously, <laughs> but I, I checked it and saw that he'd taken him. So, I'm going to go with... I'm taking Harry Winks okay. from last night's game yep. just because he hadn't played in so long under Mourinho I've always liked him and he came in yesterday and I thought he played really well for a player that hadn't played much mm. he only came on for like 30 minutes 25 minutes but he came in um, passed the ball well um, worked hard obviously he got the assist well won the pen um, okay. and yeah he, he was just working really hard I, I liked his tracking back as well and his passing was good and I didn't see him do anything wrong and it was just good to see see him come back from not playing for a while and see that he yeah. still had confidence as well so was, I was just happy to see it really yeah so I mean to be honest sometimes it's nice to have those players obviously you said Winks for the for the final on Sunday it's nice to have those those players that don't really do anything wrong they're not yeah. um, show show stoppers really um, but they'll tip the game over I think Arsenal have won in, in El Nenny who well he's variable but when he comes in he's, he's usually pretty reliable um, Matt who was your player uh, my player was Mason Greenwood because mm. you actually took mine because I was going to go with Joe Willock. <laughs> right, so, uh, um, but yeah, Mason Greenwood, two goals uh, last weekend against Burnley. He's, um, he's got four in his last, uh, five in his last four Premier League games. He you know, scored yes. a winner against Brighton as well. Um, he scored the third at Spurs. As, um, you know, two against Burnley. Uh, you know, he's such a, still a young lad, 19 mm. years old. Yeah. I think clinical yeah. finisher. You know, left and right foot, unbelievable. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see if he goes to the Euros this summer. I think he's one that's on the fence. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It could go either way. Um, I think it'll probably be down to whether injury there is injuries. Mm. But as I say, plays predominantly sort of from the right for Man United, cutting in on that left foot, yep. but can go on the outside as well, which we've seen many times. But yeah, good weekend for him. You know, yeah. a game May United had to win. Obviously, one went one nil down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mason Greenwood. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, there's an abundance of attacking options for England this year from, well, all the way through the middle, the wings as well. You look at the likes of Sterling, Harvey Barnes, um, Rashford, obviously Greenwood on the other side, Saka could go as well and play a, a numerous amount of positions. So it will be interesting to see if, if Greenwood goes. Um, right, our, our players for the upcoming week. And now for me, it was, it was pretty straightforward looking at this. Um, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Um, he's been in great form for Everton and he's really filled that goal scoring role that Calvert Lewin's left obviously due to his injury um, for me if Gabriel starts for Arsenal it's game over Everton will win that I think he'll, he'll contribute in, in, in some form to the win maybe a, a goal or an assist um, I'm looking at the set pieces um, free kicks I know he scores quite a few he scored, he scored a couple against Arsenal before if they win a penalty he, he's a banker to put it away mm. so for me Sigerson this week is my player um, Tom who have you gone with? Gone with uh, Chris Wood actually, so obviously he scored uh, the weekend, but he got disallowed. 
think it was the weekend gone. Yep. Um, and you know, again, I've been in, been impressed with him lately. I think in in a Burnley side that don't attack much. I mean, they've started to a bit more, but he does a good job. He's up there alone. He, he fights off the defenders well, wins the headers. He's playing Wolves, and I can see that game being quite a tight game. A lot of crosses in the box there from Burnley, like normal. I can see him bagging one or two. I think that game. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, Burnley Wolves is is not a game that jumps off the page when I no. saw it, but you know. You never know. Chris Wood seems to to like playing those sorts of teams. Um, Matt, who have you gone with? I've gone with Danny Welbeck. Mm. Um, I thought watching back the I didn't watch it live, but watching back the highlights from the Chelsea game, it's really unlucky not to score. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. really unlucky. Um, he popped up with a couple of goals recently. Mm. He seems to be a regular figure in the in the Brighton team. Away at Sheffield United, short three points for everyone. No, and I don't think Brighton <laughs> have necessarily been yeah. playing bad recent. Couple of nil-nil draws, Everton and Chelsea. To be fair, I think on paper you take those results. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I think well Beck and I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if he he notched a goal this weekend. Yeah, I mean for me, Sheffield United, are, it's just exhibition matches for them from now on for their fans, but who you know won't be too pleased to watch those games. But yeah, Brighton, it's it's another good opportunity to get three points on the board against a, a side who are already down. So yeah. Um, and obviously Danny Welbert's had a lot of injuries um, so it's nice to see him back playing on a regular basis for Brighton um, so we, we've gone through this pretty quick to be honest today I've got to be, I've got to be honest um, we're going to finish well I say finish it's quite a long quiz um, it's, it's a bit of a competition so something that Tom started over on his podcast is the FPL Apprentices against with a minute to go pod series now today we're starting our own series called Matt versus. now obviously today it's Matt versus Tom um, a very simple format I've got 10 questions all based around the two teams competing in this Sunday's Carabao Cup final so Man City and Tottenham you've both got unique buzzer noises um, Matt let's let's hear yours to start with okay, let's find it. make sure it's, it's in excellent and Tom if you can just play it to the mic when you get it Give me one second. No worries, mate. Get my sound up. What do we think of Tottenham? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. why you told me not to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. No, fair play. Oh, no. I, I genuinely thought you'd have a listen no, to it. No. I, well, I know I would have for the last couple of years. So, yeah, oh. we, we thought we'd have a bit of fun with that. Um, oh, dear. Right. Um, oh. Interesting to see. <laughs> who wins this to be honest I've got a back Matt I know Matt his yeah, football knowledge is absolutely yeah. fantastic yeah, and pressure's and on massively yeah. now yeah well it's, my it's, knowledge it's of Spurs it's, it's, and Man City the first, edition, the first edition of Matt versus yeah, so can't lose that, see. Know, yeah no. right here we go then question number one in the 2008 Carling Cup final between Chelsea and Tottenham Jonathan Woodgate scored Tottenham's winning goal putting them 2-1 up in extra time but who scored their first That's a massive guess. Go on. Jermaine Genius? No, incorrect. Oh. Tom, I'll pass it over. Uh, I, I honestly... Yeah, I like you have to play that. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly, I've no idea. Uh, I did, I, I know the score was 2-1. Yep. But, uh... Yeah, I thought you were a Tottenham fan, you know these sort of things. Yeah, I, I was only, I was only four at the time. <laughs> no, good point, good point. Uh, I honestly have no idea. Yep, well... It was Dimitar Berbatov oh. with a penalty in the 70th minute. Bit of a tough one to start on, you know, that, fair enough. Mm. Uh, right, so nil nil after one question. Oh, question number two. Which goalkeeper has played the most minutes in this season's Premier League? Hugo Lloris or Edison? Yes, Matt. Lloris. 
Correct. Hugo Lloris with 2,970 minutes. Edison with 2,790 minutes. So overall, a, a pretty tight one, but Matt with the first point, he's off the mark in this series. Right, question number three. Man City beat Arsenal um, in the 2018 Carabao Cup final, but what was the score? Three yeah, well, to be fair, uh, you know we were there for that, <laughs> so we should know that. Um, yeah, Matt's gone two and a after three questions. Um, make a comeback, Tom. I, I did warn you it'd be a tough one. This yeah. Matt, Matt's knowledge is impeccable. Right, question number four. Two players currently in Manchester City squad have won the Carabao Cup five times. Who are they? That's Tom. Uh, Aguero and Fernandinho. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that is that's two one now after four questions. Question number five: Who has scored the most Carabao Cup goals, Harry Kane or Sergio Aguero? Yeah, both was there, but Matt got it just in time. Aguero. Yes, Kane with six goals, Aguero with eleven. So Matt oh. pulls three one ahead. Be interesting to see if Tom can pull this back now. It's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. Yeah. Um, right. Question number six. Who managed Spurs in their Carling Cup win in two thousand and eight? Matt again. He's got in straight away. Go on. One day Ramos. It is correct. The man nearly took them down. We're we're big fans of him. Um, Matt is four one up now. This is a bit of a battering, Tom. This is embarrassing, mate. I'm, I know, I'm asking I know. you Tottenham questions. You have a bloody clue. Yeah, I know. Score right. on Sunday, I think. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, right. Question number seven. Manchester City beat Sunderland 3-1 in the 2014 League Cup final. Hmm. Name any of their three goal scorers. Aguero. Incorrect. Oh. Matt, I've got to pass it over to you. Mm. Any of the three? I could tell you he scored for Sunderland. Yeah, Barini, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll watch that uh, again. Difficult one, isn't it? Uh, um, no, I don't know. I have to pass. I have to pass. Mm. Okay. Well, the three goal scorers on that day were Samir Nasri, oh. Yaya Toure, oh, and Jesus Navas. Yaya scored an mm. unbelievable goal in the top corner. Yeah, didn't so he? that's that's still four-one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Two questions unanswered so far. Um, Tom, you're going to have to take every question from now on. There's one. <laughs> oh there's one at the end that's that's multiple points though, so that. That gives you a chance to get back into it. Right, question number eight. Name the two players who have played for both Manchester City and Spurs who are still currently representing one of those clubs. Thomas first there. All right. Walker. Yes, Carl Walker. And... Joe Hart. Joe Hart, yes. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... I looked at that I thought that was going to be a bit of an easy question yeah, but actually yeah. on the spot it's more difficult than you think um, so what's that 4-2 now right question number 9 who's the youngest manager in Premier League history oh, yeah. right Mason, well, Mason yeah. there it is yeah. I just thought I just thought didn't get to the buzzer quick enough yeah, you, you, can't, you can't tell me you were 4 when that one happened yeah. <laughs> right, so what's that 5-2 to Matt oh 5-2 what an illustrious scoreline that is. <laughs> right, um, question number 10. Now this is uh, a who am I? So four points for guessing after one oh. clue. Three points for obviously guessing after two clues. Two points after three and one point for guessing after four. So it gives you a chance to get back into it and actually win it if you can get it in the first couple of clues. Oh, great. Right, 
Um, I played for both Manchester City and Tottenham. No. Nobody? No. Okay. I am the all-time top goal scorer for my country. No? I'll give you a bit of time to think about it. It's a tough one, I've got to be honest. I've started with a tough one, but Matt, I'm, I'm expecting you to get this eventually, maybe. Uh, next, next, no, next, next one, yeah. Uh, okay, I was voted African Player of the Year in 2008. Matt has got there. Emmanuel Adebayor. It is Adebayor. Oh, I thought oh, yeah. I'd throw that one out there, obviously. Arsenal, Man City, Tottenham. Um, and that's it. So, Matt, you answered that on the third clue. So, that is... What's that? That's two points. So, you've won that, what, 7-2? Oh, dear. It's been a bit of a battering there. Oh, dear. Um, Tom, anything to say for yourself? I'm just pleased I got two points. <laughs> yeah, two points is not bad against Matt, to be fair. We always struggle against him in quizzes. Right. Good quiz, sir. Yeah, good quiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll carry on that series. Um, Matt, you've gone one up in the Matt versus. So, well done for that. Thank you. And, well, we're, we're pretty much at the end already. Um, the first episode recording in person, I think, has been a success. Um, yeah. Tom, it's been great to have you on, mate. Again, I won't wish you luck for Sunday, um, quite obviously, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been nice to have you back on, mate. Yeah, been a great episode and great trying out this new setup. I think it's gone really well. Yeah, definitely. So. Hopefully we'll we'll be able to record out here again. Obviously, it's nice and sunny today. Um, if it's raining, then it's not going to be ideal, is it? But um, yeah, hopefully we can, we can press on in this format. Um, Matt, as ever, it's been a pleasure to have you on, mate. Yep, enjoyed it, really have. Yep, good stuff. And and again, make sure to check out FPL Apprentices on Spotify. In a week tarnished by talk of European Super League, it's nice that the fans have reclaimed the beautiful game. Cheers, guys, and keep talking football.